All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. (laughs) Check, check. Check, check. (laughs) This is John. This is Sean. We have a special guest. This is Philip again. Philip is back. And Merry Christmas. This is our, our Christmas special. Second yeah. Christmas special ever. Yeah. And Reuniting. Was, on first. Reuniting. was it, was it last year or was it the year before? Did, did someone I don't know. A lot's happened since then. Yeah, so I mean, it's been a half year. My so. recollection of time is kind of I think it was gone. two years ago. I, it might have been. Oh, it might have been your, your original setup at it was, your yeah. old studio. It was early in the process, I think. Maybe, yeah, yeah before before you moved the studio here. Good times. That was That was fun. Yeah, yeah. So, so welcome back. Always, decided always to do it again. Fun. So tonight, uh, Xmas special. Uh, I chose Batman Returns. Yeah, the uh, if if you didn't tune in for the last one. Yeah, our format. The, Maybe welcome. The the, the spiel is we all picked one. Yeah. And then we review all three. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple concept. But Philip, you not picked a whole lot uh, Dolly Parton's <laughs> Christmas on the Square. Christmas on Christmas the Square. Christmas Exclusive. On the, yeah. Exclusive. You can't watch this anywhere Nowhere else. else. You can't get this anywhere. Nobody else, else wants it. And Jeff Bezos is not watching this. <laughs> he does Prime. not want it at all. <laughs> Sean, you. Uh, I chose a, a new Christmas classic, possibly Krampus. Krampus. Yeah. How do you Krampus. say that? Is it German? I think it's German. I mean, I there's like German folklore. Or yeah. That wasn't the Krampus. grandmother. Omi. German. Germanish. Yes. Omi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Krampus. Omi. We Krampus. can start there. Yeah. Okay. Just as good a, a place as any, starting with Krampus. So, <laughs> Krampus. Uh, so I guess yeah. If you don't know the backstory, Krampus is based on some German some sort folklore? of of European folklore. Uh-huh. He's like the anti Santa Claus. Yeah. He's an older He's, and more evil spirit, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he. Is what Omi says. He is like Satan to Santa Claus's Jesus, <laughs> I guess. Right. <laughs> something <laughs> the, like the that. That's a fair. That's a fair. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Krampus um, centers around a family. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Tony Collette, Adam Scott. Tony Collette up. is the mom. Adam Scott uh, from Parks and Recs and from Step Brothers yep. is the dad. Um, let's see. David Koshner is like the brother-in-law. He's yeah, Todd Packer. Uh, Todd, he's Todd yeah. Packer, right? He's Whammy. The, yeah, he's the uncle. <laughs> kind of traditional setup. This family Christmas. Um, tensions are a little bit high. Yeah. The little boy, who's the main character, starts to lose faith in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he's and the only one in the family who still, still does believe in Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And but everyone's he, shitting on him. Yeah, and he gets... Yeah, so he basically gets pushed to his limit, and he... <laughs> Reaches this point where he does no longer believe in Santa, and horror and then all ensues. faith is lost. Yeah, that's basically the 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 folk tale or whatever, right? Is that when everyone loses faith in Christmas is when that's Krampus the trigger point. Krampus. <laughs> that's the trigger point. Yeah. Um, so those are the rules, kind of, or, or the yeah. setup. And we've talked before about like horror movies having a nice setup. Philip, I know you reviewed some mm-hmm. terrible horror movies yeah. with us before. I think you did <laughs> yeah. La Llorona, right? Yes. So is that right? This is the opposite, you know, of La Llorona, <laughs> where you kind of awesome. set up your characters, you cast likable people, and then, you know, kind of take it from there. Mm-hmm. What was your just gut reaction? Do y'all like this one? I initial yeah, I, my gut reaction is I actually really liked it. I was and it's your first time watching it? I, kn- I knew nothing about this movie. Seeing all these care, all these people get introduced immediately i'm like man how did i not know anything about this movie yeah because all of these people i mean yeah there's a lot of people in there that i've seen in a lot of different things and i had no idea that this movie existed we saw this in theaters i know i know for sure i did yeah i did too i feel like did we what what year is it is it 2015 so it was a few i think it was 2015 a few years back i think you're right but um i hadn't watched this since i initially saw it in theaters but um i actually really like it I'm I'm a fan of like Gremlins. I like sort of the non-traditional Christmas movies. I made notes. I have some. This notes one though, it had like a lot of very traditional elements of like 
sort of like Christmas Vacation, mm. where it's like, oh, the redneck uncle staying with us, and that uh, was my initial like the initial thing is like, oh, this is going to be very similar to Christmas Vacation. Was the first thought that came <laughs> into my mind within yeah. like five minutes of the movie when starting. the when the uncle comes, yeah, and his family, comes. yeah. But it, I mean, it has a lot of remnants of like kind of classic Christmas elements, mm. but then it turns into its own thing yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, where yeah. it's not like really anything else. Mm-hmm. It opens with a, a Scrooge film. Did you notice that? Like on the very uh, first kind of shots mm-hmm. after the title credits, it starts on the TV with like they're playing one of those classic yeah kind of Christmas movies. But it's I like noticed that one of those that. 60s like kind of. Yeah. So that kind of gives you an idea of like that's the kind of movie it is, right? It's mm-hmm. like a Christmas warning or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess kind of similar to to Scrooge in a way. Yeah, but just more extreme. I love Very Tony extreme. Collette in this. That's like my first note. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love her in everything though. But I feel like she definitely made it more uh, entertaining for me somehow, or just I I kept my attention more. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. She was good. She. I mean, I thought she did really, really well. I felt like the only, one of the only things I I love the part when it finally gets to the monster element of the movie, mm-hmm. like the uh this thing that they're showing here, this like Joker Clown long, box thing, yeah, caterpillar that's like eating children. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it the, looks so good though. Like <laughs> yeah. the practicals are pretty strong. Everything in this movie I thought looked really good. There's a couple surprisingly of good. there's a just a tad bit of CGI and uh, green there's, screen. There's like one right? scene that looked a little goofy, uh-huh. just a little with the gingerbread man. But yeah. you can't really do that practically unless you use, like, stop animation, and that's going to look just yeah. about as goofy. But, like, these things, like the mo- the little jack-in-the-box monster. The mm-hmm. winged doll the, face. The, yeah, uh, the little angel creature. winged thing. Mm-hmm. Krampus himself looks yeah. so awesome. He's, like, really large in scale, and he has these huge horns and mm-hmm. these yeah. hoofs. Um, the sound design is awesome when he's walking, just stomping yeah like in the ground shaking and you can hear like his chains swinging and the shit. chains was that really stuck out to me whenever i was watching it just the sound of the chains the I sound design it's menacing I think you're right yeah yeah and like the winds you can hear like the winds blowing outside the whole time it really mm-hmm. like the sound is like one of the best parts of the movie i think you're right there's a lot of attention to detail and that kind of stuff and you can do this kind of movie like so stupid there's there's like 10 other krampus movies that are like direct to video like Mm-hmm. really shitty horror it seems like, like this must have this must have done well enough at return wise that i mean there are like five of these well, when you just well search they're Krampus, not they're they, not related though they're uh, like they're it's not they're like uh, b movies i mean do they, like, do they exist off? after this i think because it's folklore mm-hmm. i think there's no, no one, there's no yeah. rights to Krampus, so <laughs> anybody could <laughs> a lot make of one. different interpretations out there <laughs> right but there's a i mean you can so easily make like a really shitty like because cash grab seemed... like christmas horror but like this one really took the time to like get a really nice cast and like the set design's really good the costumes and like kind of uh effects the practicals are all like really strong there's mm. a scene where one of the um the mom or the aunt she stabs this like bear krampus christmas critter like through the eye and it has like green blood and that stood out to me and i was like man that was tight i like (laughs) yeah just throw that i like (laughs) i like the way um this movie introduces all of like the elements so right after uh max the main little boy tears up his note to santa claus and throws it outside uh the power goes out and a blizzard hits and that's like kind of the first feeling that something's not right and then he starts seeing like the snowman outside on the lawn and yeah. no one has power they, they haven't heard from like the other people on the block and then it's uh what the comes sister next is the one that actually gets mm-hmm. uh, she gets taken, taken first, first. And then she goes the, to visit her boyfriend because there's like no all the phone lines are down or something right. she's wanting to go check on her boyfriend she's Krampus, uh, and it's a it's like the classic <laughs> horror tease. It doesn't up. it doesn't like show you, it shows you just enough to know what's going on, but it doesn't reveal the monster. It's very important in a horror movie. You yeah, can't, mm-hmm. can't reveal the monster too early. Um, I wish that that was what I was gonna say before is that I wish that that part of the movie, which is my favorite, the monster element, like that part of the action. Once we get there, I love the movie from that point on. I wish it had happened just a little bit sooner. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the build is like slow enough to where seeing it a second time, I'm like, man, I, I wanted some more out of it like earlier on, like a faster pace into the yeah, into the just horror a little stuff. Bit. I like the stages though. To me, the stages are like really classic, like monster horror. Yeah, where it's like you have the main villain Krampus, 
and you kind of have like his little henchman thing yeah. like the mm-hmm. the gingerbread man and the horse or not the horse, the toys the, the, that have basically come right to that's life. like stage one and then you see like the elves and they're like these yeah. weird looking like <laughs> cult elves yeah. with these symbols <laughs> on their faces and you're like whoa this is like insane and mm-hmm. then it's like a lead up to like in a video game, it would be like the, the boss main fight. boss, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And that's Krampus, and like he doesn't even have to do anything because you got his little henchmen. That makes me like it more. I think. Yeah, you're right. and it's like that slow build up to where you finally get to the main bad guy, and you're like, "Damn, this guy looks insane." He's got these like horns and this like weird face mask thing over his, his face, like a human just face like thing, constantly moving. Yeah. And the eyes were strange. Yeah, but it looked it looked so like menacing and evil. Like my by the time you got to it, it was like, damn, this is actually yeah. Like, my badass. favorite part is when you when you finally look into his face toward the end. It's like the kid basically saying, "Take me instead," trying to like undo all this, right? And Krampus just puts his little claw <laughs> up to the kid's face and like touches <laughs> his tear and then just like <laughs> drops the kid and just like, In the, like into the pit. <laughs> yeah, just totally. You know, but I loved that little part where his little claw touched the uh the face the tear that was that was a beautiful moment so i've watched a bunch of like shitty christmas horror movies this year because it's kind of my thing i like <laughs> I, yeah I'll, I'll just go down like the You're a sucker for pain yeah i am i'll go down like the amazon prime rabbit hole yeah. or like i'll just search stuff out like i just want to watch the weirdest shit sometimes uh-huh so I watched the Silent Night, Deadly Night series. <laughs> that was going to be one of your selections. I was going right? to pick Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, but there's some scenes in it that I'd, I, I don't want to like 100% back. Why um, specifically did you go with 4? Because it's the same director as Society, this movie me and John watched, okay. that had like really, really oh. cool effects. And he only directed the fourth one. Uh, and I was like, damn, it'd be so cool. Because the, the effects were like fucking wild. But... This one, I'm, I'm actually glad I picked Krampus instead because it does have, like, a nice Christmas feel to it. It has, like, a lot of the traditional, like, family elements and, like, oh, Christmas isn't about presents, it's about your family. And, you know, Max kind of goes through his little arc and by the end he's like, no, take me. Like, all I wanted was to have a good Christmas. And it, yeah. it does have, like, those notes that almost, like, Elf has or... You know, some like really classic Christmas movie. It got me in the spirit. I mm-hmm. think I think it works. Spoiler for me. alert! I just want to clarify a couple things. Sure. So, well, at the end, it's kind of not. It hadn't happened because he he wakes up and it's Christmas morning and everything is mm-hmm. uh, as it was before. Yeah. Well, it's even or better. It's better than it was before. But there's like this kind of glossy sheen over it. It almost reminds me of the end of uh, Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street. Yeah. Where it feels like something's not right. And this, then she gets ripped through the fucking, you know, the, the door, door at the end and of the then movie. the car but thing. It made me, f- and then I guess in the end, they kind of zoom out and show the scale of the film is actually that this is this like micro cosm of the, of a larger world or something like that right it kind of the camera well, zooms it puts out him into a snow globe and yeah. I, I mean is that created was that created then or is it saying see that that i didn't i didn't that's what get I'm clarity to, on yeah. i don't know if it was like th- these people are just in this snow globe and he's in control i didn't, of these I snow didn't globes take it that literally right. i thought that the events of the movie happen and max was like sort of tested and a lesser kid would just be like you know, maybe would have folded, and Max was like, "Take me," and he was like, sacrificed himself. He for learned his family. the Krampus Christmas and lesson. Krampus spared him <laughs> and touched his face, and then he uh, he went back to you know how things were before. By and throwing him into the pit, he was like, "Wake reborn, up now," or whatever. Yeah, and and it's so it's like a dream to Max, but uh-huh. he opens a present, and it's the little ornament that has Krampus on it. Uh-huh. So he can and remember. everyone kind of stops and looks at it. And they know too. It's they know yeah, it's, that something they, happened. Yeah. But Max is like the hero who kind of saved everyone and brought it back. I th- that's what I think. And then yeah. Krampus is watching them through a snow globe mm-hmm. bec- or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that, that makes sense. If you that were was gonna, my if you were, <laughs> if you were gonna rate this, what what would you give something like this? It's would you recommend out, out Krampus? Of, out of five. Out of five. I remember the and five. You can do half, uh, um, half stars. I think if it were me, I'd probably end up at like. A three point five to a four. That's I. Th- I feel like that's solid. I, I that. liked it, and I like the. To me, like you mentioned before about the sister being the first to like get yeah. taken. Yeah, that surprised me. 
And like I said, I had not heard anything about this movie. And to me, I was thinking it's going to be one of these cousins. It's going to be one of the cousins that get taken, or it's going to be <laughs> the um, redneck uncle. Yeah, or... like it's going to. That's kind of yeah. what you expect of a movie. And like within, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, the sister's gone. And I was like, I, I, it took me by surprise. And then from that point, I was like, I really have no idea how this Who's thing is going to go. Yeah, I think that's a good point because that was another question I wrote down was like, how did Krampus select who was going to die? And I guess over the course of the whole movie, he just basically kills everyone, right? Yeah, no everyone, one really yeah, survives. Much. But at, I was thinking like, it's it would seem like he might pick the, the worst of them. You know, yeah. to like that's the Christmas lesson is like these other little kids were such little shits and just picking on this kid and you know what I mean? Yeah, you would think they would be first and then they weren't and then it didn't seem like it would just you know Tony Collette seemed all right mm-hmm. and the dad seemed all right but they got knocked off you know. I mean, I, to me, it seemed like there it was no like he was well. It, it didn't seem like he was choosing who went first. It was just like who what opportunity is going to present itself to me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to get these people first path of least resistance yeah and i was just ama- i mean i thought for sure she would make it back to the house like, and, or they would get her eventually or catch up with her yeah or i like mean that. i was just really surprised that she was just gone <laughs> actually gone yeah i uh i i think that's a, f- a fair review though i think so too i think 3.5 um, that might be the sweet spot i'd say 3 to 3.5 because it is really enjoyable and it has a good rewatchability to it yeah. to me i would put this not quite up to i picked gremlins last time yeah gremlins to me is an absolute classic i watch it every year around uh-huh. christmas it really gets me in the mood and yeah. the effects are so awesome there's this like lovability about it yeah um, that's this a, that movie, is a classic this movie does like kind of recapture some of that like 80s vibe a little bit like i could see this movie being made like 20 years before it came out under a different director and with yeah. a sort of similar um substance maybe the it's style would be a little traditional in, in a lot of ways yeah in some ways um i like that it's like a throwback to that you don't really see that kind of story like get past anymore and like a really mainstream big budget level you see like la llorona and fucking the conjuring <laughs> and the nun yeah, yeah but this one's like fun horror and i feel like this is a good like introductory horror movie it's pg-13 so like kids can watch it it's not too heavy mm-hmm. right it's not too extreme it's not really like bloody or like that violent mm-hmm. but it's got like a lot of like really nice horror elements to it too so mm-hmm. it's almost like a gateway thing like oh if you like this you should watch like gremlins or you should yeah you know like dig deeper into like horror movies and if you don't you know maybe it was fun and you you watched it and liked it it's for definitely an hour a good one-off it's i thought i think it was better the first time i saw it in the theater this is probably a movie best served like in yeah the i kind of yeah. wish i would have seen it big and loud in the yeah. theater it, it was awesome uh i and my only other critique was that i feel like sometimes and i we were talking about this before is that some some of it seemed dark and at least dark enough to where at home it like it was kind of hard to make out some of the actions in those like much darker scenes at nighttime or exterior scenes where it was like dark stuff like that um and i think a lot of that was meant to be like for effect yeah that's like yeah i mean it was tough to see outside and any of those but it was always fun those were just like kind of i mean with kind of how ridiculous some of like the concepts are you do have to like shadow a lot of that like Krampus yeah. is always kind of he's hooded and he's always in shadow. If you showed him in the middle of the day, like in bright light, he would look totally ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it would be a joke. No, like you have you have yeah. to like have some aspects of that, but like you're saying, maybe not to the extent that that uh, that they looked whenever you saw it, right? Yeah, I, I I definitely think there's something to what you're saying that like most of it serves the movie probably better than it would otherwise but there were just sometimes i mean the really the darkest stuff not like mm-hmm. the attic scene but like when the dads are outside and it's like you know really dark or, oh and snowy and- yeah and just kind of bluish dark and it's just like what am i actually like seeing in some of in some of those yeah. spaces but yeah i think 3.5 um you said 3.5 to 4 i think three, yeah yeah 3.5 yeah. i did want to definitely shout out- see it definitely you can check it out on prime yeah, I did want to shout out before we go to our next film, uh, Conchetta Farrell. She was the aunt. 
Mm. The, she was on Two and a Half Men. She's uh-huh. been in so yeah, much she, stuff. She did pass away recently, so R.I.P. Oh, to Conchetta. I actually really liked her character in it, too, where she's like, come on, kids, let me show you how to make some eggnog. <laughs> like, you I, know that <laughs> fancy shit clogs up my, <laughs> my organs? <And> I, <laughs> you have to have that character like in these kind of movies, and she did it like really well. Yeah. It wasn't like too goofy and silly to where it takes you out. It was like... What perfectly a, dialed in. I mean, yeah. other than Two and a Half Men, well, she, she's been in movies. She's like a character actor many yeah. times. Yeah, she's been in uh, a few other things. It seems like the family rom-com kind yeah. of. Yeah. She's yeah. one of the well, one like of the ladies in Edward Scissorhands, uh, yeah. like the neighborhood ladies. Maybe that's it. One of the women who gets her hair cut or whatever. Yeah, she's an Aaron Brockman. Um, some She's like a character actor. Uh-huh. She's been around, for yeah, sure. Yeah. She's been in a ton of stuff. Um, Philip. Your selection, Chris, Christmas <laughs> on the square, Christmas <laughs> on the square. You need to apply a Ooh. auto-tune to your voice. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna yeah, do you it. need to. The runtime is almost exactly what Krampus is. Look, uh, an hour and 38 minutes. I'm pretty sure Krampus is the exact same thing. Uh, the the, the interest. How come it's not showing it? I... Oh, I want to say it's the same because I, I looked. It, it up was before. about that, but it felt like it was twice as the difference. Long. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like this was an hour and thirty-eight minutes. It felt like three, three hours. hours and sixteen minutes. Like and then the other movie felt like it was Titanic or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to break it up. I had to. I had to see it in like four sittings. So yeah. I would do like <laughs> twenty-five minutes at a time. I feel and like pause. that might be worse. Like you're dragging <laughs> you're, it yeah, out. I had to just, just like, like get it over with. It's like getting heart surgery and just doing like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna cut you open today, and then I'm gonna crack your rib cage open tomorrow. Yeah. Just like, do let's the whole just thing. Get this thing done. <laughs> I, I think I could just only stand so much at a time. Yeah. And uh, but I did prolong it uh, for sure. Yeah, I chose this just for the fact that I had seen the trailer. I don't. I don't know exactly why or where you, I you saw the trailer. You sent us the trailer. Yeah, and... I mean, but I don't know where I saw that initially, and I just felt like I don't know. I guess I'm in it for would be some funny. pain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking. You want to torture us? I mean, it was really <laughs> difficult to get through, though. That was, I mean, within the first five minutes, I knew this was, it was going to be. The thing for me is in in Krampus <laughs> and in what we're going to review later, Batman Returns, Woo. you have to suspend reality for, um, for most movies. Most yeah. movies are not very real. This movie took that suspension <laughs> so far beyond more, what I'm more unbelievable with. than Krampus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I can like, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's just so di- it's so difficult for me to, to feel let, yeah. like this is actually happening. Well, no, no, speaking no. of difficult, do you think well, there's you people could doing round over... off backflips, <laughs> just like in the middle of the gazebo, you know, just like ta-ta, and just like round off backflip right Perfectly there? Perfectly synchronized dancing and singing. But speaking of difficult, yeah. do you think you could break down the plot of Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square? Uh, yeah, speaking uh, of net, convoluted. Net, Netflix's Dolly Parton's <laughs> Christmas on the Square. Yeah, if, if you want to keep it to a, to a more simple explanation, my feeling was that Christine Baranski, a.k.a. Regina in this movie, yeah. she is the daughter of a man who owned a town. Fullerville. Fullerville. Or, or Fullerton or something? Fuller, Fullerton? Fullerville. And basically okay. she is, and maybe y'all can clarify this for me because I never got there, but for she's some reason... She's a bad reason, lady. She's a bad lady, and for some reason she has a lot, it seems like a very pent-up a lot of animosity toward this town that mm. she which is grew revealed up in. kind of over the course of the yeah film. and so her her thing is she's coming in and she is basically selling the town in order for them to just bulldoze and build them all decades a mall. of of lives <laughs> yeah and yeah. build a mall in its place but these and are and she's gonna evict everyone on christmas eve <laughs> all, <laughs> all the small town folks yeah it's are so gonna get fantastic on yeah eve. yeah and then uh I mean, the whole idea is how can we change Regina's heart? Yeah. To 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 bless her heart, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> to save this heart. town, to yeah. save the town, and save the people, the thirty-four residents of Fullerville. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is another kind of Scrooged uh, kind of. She gets a a, a scare. She has a, a a shadow on her Ka- brain of. scan or something, right? 
She gets uh, a scare. I mean, from the... every anything that happens. Did that in... happen? Yeah, there's a she doctor. Did there's a doctor in the film who's like, oh, there's a little shadow on your thing, and you needed to come and do a testing. Remember, she has this scare about the, a brain. The guy tumor. who's supposed to basically just take her blood pressure has a brain scan machine. <laughs> He's like, we're and gonna do this for free because this is that? America, <laughs> and we <laughs> we do all these services for free when you go to the hospital. So Regina's character is like seeing Dolly Parton. Uh, first as a homeless person. Yes. Begging for change. A homeless angel. Begging for change. 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 Uh, yeah. And then later she sees her as an angel. Mm-hmm. And you don't remember all this stuff about She's like, oh, no wonder they think I have a brain tumor or something. Because yeah, she's like hallucinating the, whole, oh, the angel. She made, you I'm tuned out. I might have been hallucinating at that point. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the little girl character something happened with her and 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 she was like fly the best doctor in and i'll Mm -hmm. pay for it that was that was further down the line you know okay what i i I might have been making a uh a double a (laughs) double vodka tonic whenever (laughs) that was happening what i but the plot is thin it is fucking paper there's there's a lot of things honestly there's a lot of things going on in this movie and that's what i was and not one of them do they spend any time developing explaining or developing there's There's a lot there i mean there's a ton there she's got brain tumors there's like you mentioned a girl who gets into a car accident no but her mom died because regina yeah uh had this really oppressive like policy and one of her like was the rental agreement or or Mm -hmm. she was trying to Something, yeah, it was her how? fault somehow. <laughs> Wait, time out. How was she involved in her mother's she, like, death? I think she closed down the... She closed down the local hospital yeah, and they had so to go she had an to hour drive, away. Like, right. Okay, I remember now. I yeah, remember right. now. Anything that wasn't making money, she was like trying to close down and move on. And so yeah. I guess the local hospital so got they shut down. They don't need down. a damn hospital. They can go to... And one Kentucky. Of, <laughs> and this is just one of the stories, yeah. which is really the point, yeah. is that there's all these stories of all these different traumas that the different characters have kind of gone through. or like Because of the Wicked Witch of the Middle. Yeah. Well, some of them, and in some cases, it's just like, there is just a lot going on. Like the pastor's couple, where they have to do, like, uh, they're trying to have a kid, they're but struggling. it's taking, you know. Yeah. There's all these little elements to the story. That's the fake Christian Bale guy, right? <laughs> But it's almost overwhelming in the end because none of it is very well developed. So there's none of it's at all developed. It's not developed, but it also doesn't pay off at all. Yeah, there's not. It's not like they set this up and then (laughs) now. If that sounded convoluted, it's because there's just so many plot points and plot lines, (laughs) and there's a lot of like intersections in there, but none of them are super well developed. And this is not the kind of movie you would ever see two times. No, you know, unless (laughs) unless I I think maybe if you're like the the, maybe like a clockwork orange scenario or I mean, well, if you're in the self-harm then if you're like the biggest dolly parton fan of all time and you love like really bad like made for tv hallmark movies maybe you would be like one of the few people that would like really love this a lot yeah Who but i don't like this? i don't like either love one. I think there probably are people out there, there that will dude, love this. this For is, sure. There's like some diehard Dolly Parton yeah. fans that are no, like... I, don't get me wrong. I like Dolly Parton too, but the songs in this were just fucking just they're terrible. Not, they're not Dolly Parton classics. These are like... <laughs> it's like not Joe Lane, to, yeah. yeah, these are like thrown together like I mean, Christmas. You, you could have written the entire... I mean, every song on this entire Awful. soundtrack you could write in five minutes. Yeah. Oh, it's like the most like basic Christmas. Not lyrics. memorable, no mm. catchy well, songs at all. The wickedest witch of the middle. Yeah, and it's just like this is just <laughs> awful, you know. I do want to ask real quick, real quick. Do, are y'all fans of musicals? Because I, that's like the one genre that I really, really, really don't like, and I don't connect with. I don't like musicals level. most of the time. No. I can't. I liked La La Land and I, I did. And I did really like, like La La Land. I mean, I, I, for whatever reason, I can watch a musical like on the stage and not be so like bothered. a live. No, like it's alive. way better. Yeah, yeah, like um Hamilton. That's really popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, Book of Mormon. Actually, I really liked. I've never I mean, heard of that. I've only heard dudes, of the South Park Hamilton. dudes. That's the dudes. Oh, the Book South of Mormon. Park. I thought yeah. you said Book of Ornaments. <laughs> no, that one's it's yet another, to be. I, I wanted to I'm see Book of Mormon the last time it came, um, and I didn't get a ticket. Man, I, I saw it probably out. like I don't know seven eight years ago, and it was it was legit. I liked it. Was it but better than Christmas on the Square? It was it was significantly Christmas better. It was square. significantly better. 
But for some reason, I don't know what it is about watching it on a sc- on a screen that is very very tough for me. Like I said, I just can't get to it. I mean, I don't know if it was this this one in particular because I don't really watch very many musicals at all. I but don't either. Like I've never seen Glee or anything like that. And this, I mean, I'm sure it's similar to this, but it was just it was painful for me. Well, I've seen Grease mm-hmm. and I've seen Sound of Music. Sound of Music is fun. And I've seen La La Land. That's true. So I've seen three, but the fourth one for me wasn't wasn't as good as the other three I saw. (laughs) This Uh, is that might be the most basic like review of a musical. I'm not a fan, but like this really didn't hit like I don't like this is completely different than (laughs) I I don't like it than a grease or anything like that. This we should we should just take that line and that'll be John's (laughs) review. I don't don't like it. I don't (laughs) John like Stevens movie, um, from Movie Note. What about the sparkles on Dolly? What uh, was going was... on with these like iMovie? It wasn't even iMovie. It was, it was like... like a Snapchat filter like <laughs> <Yeah>. sparkle effect. <laughs> and they like DH. <laughs> it looked like they digitally like smoothed her out a little Ooh. and like added some like sparkles and Dolly. like. I mean, I'm sure they they put her in a makeup chair. Even when she was homeless, I'm sure she she was she in a was, makeup chair she had for a lot eight of hours on for a homeless yes. person. Yeah, and then I'm re- sure they did some that. stuff afterwards in the effects to kind of even fix that. It's a strange uh, tone. Strange tone. Well, just the the whole, I guess the whole look of the movie, it just looked like a made-for-TV movie and Mm -hmm. not in a good way. Not in a good way. Like, you know what, like, for some reason it reminded me of something like Waiting for Guffman, which is kind of this, like, really small-town, quirky, like, uh, music troupe, and they do the uh, musical kind of comedy that tells the story of the town. You know what I'm talking about? It's no, a Christopher never. Guest oh, dude, movie. Oh, that shit was legit. It's an amazing movie. It's a Christopher Guest movie. The guy who that. did Spinal Tap and, and like, Monty Best Python? in Show. Did he do, like, some Monty Python stuff? No, no. it's the guy oh, who did, uh, you've seen Best in Show? I have seen that. I've seen Spinal Tap. He does yeah. a lot of mo- mockumentary. Okay. But, I mean, but I'll probably all mockumentary style stuff. All that to say, in that movie, they do this kind of small town, quirky uh, show, and it's actually even as goofy as that movie is. It's like way better than this. Like uh-huh. the songs are more catchy. They're more memorable. Like this was just like made for TV, like an actual made for TV movie, yeah. but just like really bad. It looked mm. like something the Hallmark like even channel, worse than like, the joke version of of this. Yeah, it looked like something the Hallmark Channel like rejected, and they're like, "Well, shit, now what are we gonna do?" And they're like, "Netflix, do you Netflix. want it?" <laughs> and they're yeah, like, "Yeah, we take anything," and they just well, they probably got pennies for the dollar. On you know, yeah, I I was. I was wondering not, uh, if there was like an album tie-in, but like these songs aren't good enough to listen to, no, like, no, without the context of the movie. It's just painful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah the main the main thing for me was just there's just so much going on, going on and yeah. literally none of it has any type of journey or any. I mean, it's yeah. just like the only real resolution is that she gets a change of heart. Surprise. Uh, what so on <laughs> Christmas Eve when the town's evicted? She doesn't <laughs> evict the town. Um, yeah, I don't know how you would even rate this. It was not good. Um, maybe like I wouldn't even say a half, really. Maybe, maybe. maybe I, I mean, I would throw a your... smooth zero on it just Ooh. for the fact that it's like there's just nothing. There no is no substance quality. to you it. Give it a lump of coal. I give it a lump of coal, dude. There, there was no <laughs> substance to this movie at all. All the characters, I mean, nothing felt. The I mean, the only person that would like this is somebody that love like Dolly, huge, Parton. Dolly Parton fan. Maybe huge Dolly Parton fan, and then some of these people that really do But I think do you have to be Hallmark a huge movies. musical fan and Hallmark movie fan. I feel like and it's Dolly like a trifecta. Parton. Like, you have to really love Dolly Parton, really love, like, musicals, because it's, uh-huh. like, so over the top, and, like, the performances and the acting, like... That, like, Southern Preacher guy, he oh. looked like the poor oh man's uh, Christian Josh Bale. Sigara. Sigara. Every Which, line he said, like... That was is, offensive. It was, was just, just so... The delivery was, like, horrible. It's like, this This guy's never even watched a movie, much less, like, acted in <laughs> I'd one. I'd fight this him is, in the street. I mean, it was insane. This, yeah. Like, it, yeah. I was, was, a, I was asking Sean earlier, did you feel like he had an accent? Dude, something weird going something on Something weird man. with that dude, and I looked it up, he was, he is of Puerto Rican descent, but I guess he grew up in Florida, so he, sh- I mean, I would think he would sound like oh, everybody else in that town. He was trying to have town like sound. a See, twang, but I he was like I don't know, I, mean, I didn't get that element at all. To me, he sounded like the kind of 
southern preacher kind of a thing somehow but like just kind of done up and those kinds of voices i he actually did it pretty well but it just kind of gives me the willies dude like when people talk like that like real kind of try to the the ultra christian kind of minister thing it's just there's a weird vibe there you know what i'm saying yeah it was it was i I didn't recognize any accent like what you were talking about i I just got like something was off about him i uh christine baranski um, I only know who she is because I just watched uh, The Grinch with Jim Carrey the other day. I was she's gonna say, like a, she's Whoville. much better as a who. Yeah, she yeah. looks like it. Like her, she yeah, has like a she nose a that looks like a who. style face. Natural. Um, they then, didn't. They didn't actually use makeup for her in The Grinch. And <laughs> she was. She was they the used only it cast in this member movie to make her look. Like they a modeled human. the other actors <laughs> off of her face. <laughs> I did think that uh, Janine Mason. Uh, she was okay. She wasn't. She wasn't bad. I think she's from a show. I don't. I don't, I've never seen I her don't recognize I've, I've her. never seen any shows, but I think she's in one. Um, Treat Williams was not that. He was he was he just was, awful in this. He was not unforgivable. Like I think none someone of else <laughs> sang his lines. It didn't <laughs> seem like it was him singing. Who uh director was Debbie Allen? Debbie where you at? Let's see. She Let's see what else she's... One of Dolly Parton's friends. I, actually, I, I, while we were waiting, I looked it up, and Tiger King oh. actually did the singing for Treat. <laughs> Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic. He flew in the part. He sang all of Treat's parts. Credit. As a director, she did... Yeah, this. What else has she done? So many things as a character. Director, I don't... Mm. Blank Check? She was in the movie Blank Check with... Uh, that I mean, I've movie? seen her before. She's for been sure. in a bunch of stuff, but as a director, uh, I don't know. It doesn't look like they've um, reviewed very much of that. Yeah. Maybe these are TV episodes or something. Anyway, this movie was just awful. Um, she can do better. I hope. I hope the next one will. She will. I hope the next one is a little. Well, I think. I think from here, the sky's the <laughs> limit. You know, <laughs> she could. She could drop a deuce and direct. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be in better shape than she is right now. Mm, it was not good. No. Um. Well. well so yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the half because Dolly showed up. They got her out of bed. Ooh, I'm goosebumping this went with Straight zero. Um. Man. Yeah. I've seen some really horrible movies uh, in my life. I this will, is one of them. I will never watch this again. I don't want to be uh, blasphemous to the <laughs> hardcore Dolly Parton fans out there, but this just wasn't for me personally. I wouldn't recommend this to anyone I know personally. No. Um, maybe my grandma. I don't know. I don't even know if really if she would like this though. The only I I, I just don't. It didn't work for me. Who it is didn't it for? work. It's Dolly just, Parton fans. I guess. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, like ultra fans. One though. thing I did, it, I did make a note of was the auto tune on Dolly was so so obvious. But I wish it was all the way up. They yeah, just turned it the was. Just, <laughs> I mean, it was. It I wish reminded, it was like locking in, you know, like T Pain effect. That it reminded me of when they take the sounds of like goats and stuff and they throw the auto. <laughs> like it was that. I mean, it wasn't. She didn't sound like a goat, but it was just so obviously auto tuned against like very light piano or acoustic guitar or whatever, or whatever yeah. the hell was playing behind it. But it was like, this is not the type of music it that you're generally going to hear that severe of an auto-tune over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, yeah, well, the, that's why it was such a, it was such a, like, clash of sounds. Like, yes. it, it didn't sound natural. Yeah, the no. songs are terrible. The production was terrible. Um, yeah, I think a zero <laughs> to, to half is a fair... Uh, Wait, Sean, did you give it? You, you didn't throw uh, it. Did you? On did it, you man. settle on it? I'm I'm afraid to really even give an answer. <laughs> um, a half for me, I think. Half. I've se- definitely seen worse movies, but I will never watch this again. Yeah. I apologize <laughs> to any of our <laughs> listeners that like really love Dolly Parton, but I just couldn't get behind. There this. can't be many. We of. really ran the gambit on uh, uh, tone tonight because um, <laughs> we're finishing strong with Tim Burton's um, 1992 Batman Returns. Which I would declare is maybe the the winner of the night. Oh, for uh, sure. I <laughs> it wasn't a, you know it wasn't like hard. Well, but, I, with I, Dolly. Did, I, I did like, like Krampus. Krampus. I like Krampus. Um, yeah. But I hadn't watched this Dolly movie. was out right away. Though. I hadn't seen this movie since like I was a kid or maybe like early teen years. But this held up. Like I didn't really know what to expect after like Christopher Nolan Batman and everything else. Like the the comic book movie has evolved. Yeah. So much in the last. This came out in 92, so like almost 30 years 
The game wow. has changed a wow. lot. Thirty years. That's it's, wild, shit. Dude. it's changed a lot, a lot. Because I was looking into this a little bit. Um, you know, Batman eighty nine was a huge success. It was like Tim Burton's like third movie. He was like twenty eight years old when it came Which out. Which is just bizarre. It's like such a different time for filming. Yeah. yeah. And Warner Brothers pretty much gave Tim Burton like creative almost freedom. total creative freedom to like do whatever he wanted. And that doesn't happen anymore. So yeah. like watching something like this to me is like a gem. I'm like, damn, this like could never exist again. Yeah. A rare sequel that's even better than I thought so its, too. You know, predecessor or whatever. It's like this movie the tone is darker, the environment is like richer. It's more focused in like every way. Yeah. The and score even like seems more dude. like dramatic and more like big in scale. I have so even many from, notes. Even on this from one. the very beginning. The the shot where it shows the baby carriage going into mm-hmm. the sewer. Mm-mm-mm. Like, that man. was my... I think that probably was my favorite shot of the entire... With I was that, just like, man, I do... That score is so perfect, too. Yeah, just every, like that. That, that whole Danny moment Elfman, was, man. like, ridiculous. I was like, man, this is... I, I had forgotten, because I, I was like... I mean, I hadn't seen this in at least 20 years. I mean, yeah. it's been a long time since I've seen it. So, I think I brought this up recently because it came on HBO Max... Um, just recently, and I watched both the original Batman, and I love that one for the Prince score and all those things we talked about earlier. Jack Nicholson's amazing. Yeah. But this one, when I rewatched this one, I was like, man, this is like special. You know, it's like. It's nostalgic. It is very nostalgic for me. But not just that. It like is still really effective right now. Yeah. All this time later, just as a movie, it looks so good. It's like the movie Tim Burton is like made to make all the. Mm-hmm. The sets and like how kind of drab and uh, yeah. just kind of he makes Gotham feel like a real like we were talking about earlier. It's like very, world building, you know, like he really opens up the scale of the movie in a way that the first movie didn't get a chance to do. And it kind of I think that's why a lot of superhero movies these days are the way that they are or even got made at all. It's because yeah. of something like this. Like mm-hmm. and we were talking about this a little bit before we started uh this episode but like i mean i would dare to say that like christopher nolan's like batman franchise and like the heath ledger joker would have never even happened yeah that never even would have been a thought if like danny devito wouldn't have gone all out with like the penguin in this because this is like i remember watching this when i was a kid and renting it from blockbuster Mm -hmm. and i was probably like first or second grade and I was, like, a medium Batman fan. I wasn't, like, obsessed, but, like, I definitely knew who he was. The, mm-hmm. the show was on TV. The cartoon was on TV. Yeah. I watched that a little bit and had some toys. Um, but I remember the first time watching this, and I wasn't, like, scared of it to where it, like, Scarred like horrified me. But I remember watching it and being, like, this is, like, really, like... <laughs> pretty intense for yeah. batman you know his vision of it is so perfect because it's like it it hits all the points from like the sewer grimy penguin stuff it's it's like hyper realistic and just gross looking and his then you, layer like the the environment of his layer yeah. dude, the scale of the shots and then going to like you know batman's mansion that all looks great and then max shrek's like uh, kind of penthouse yeah, uh, business thing. Like, everything looked, like, really, really, really well done. And I feel like it's so... It informs the way that so many of these... Like, how do you get to Logan or Deadpool or Joker, these R-rated uh, superhero films? You don't have that unless... The first Batman, who knows why they gave it to Tim Burton, you know, but they just happen to give it to Tim Burton. It happens to be the success. And then with the second movie, he happens to like double down and go even further into this like kind of darker world. Yeah. And I think it it actually informs so much of what happens now. Like Mm -hmm. with like, think about the Dark Knight, like how it just. um, What's crazy to me. It seems like it holds up really well. And I know because I, I sent you guys a video earlier from like kind of talk show talking about like the effects this had on kids because this was a huge movie in 1992, mm-hmm. right? It yeah. was Terminator 2 came out the same year as this movie and both movies were actually like geared towards kids. They had the toys, they had like video games, they had everything. Batman was massive, but this was a PG-13 movie and it was really pushing the line. But McDonald's had like a tie-in with toys and yeah. 
the the Batman the Happy Meals. The pop culture and phenomenon of this movie was, too. was massive, mm-hmm. and there was a huge backlash when this came out because the parents of America were just like infuriated, like this is not a kids movie. My <laughs> five year old shouldn't be watching this. It's this not insane. a fucking kids I mean, movie it's at P- all. But yeah. it's P- I mean, the thing that I didn't understand about that is it's PG thirteen. Yeah, I well, mean, and it's their fault for not yeah, like, yeah, looking more like, into I mean, it. But they're thinking Batman like Adam West. Yeah, and that just isn't Tim Burton's vision. Yeah, but like the reaction was it from this was you get the Joel Schumacher Batman like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin which are totally neutered and yeah and that almost destroyed the comic book mm -hmm. franchise for like a few years until like um Christopher Nolan sort of reinvigorated the franchise with doing another bat like hyper realistic Batman Mm -hmm. so it is interesting that it kind of has come full circle to now like this is kind of back to where like the standard for like adult comic book movies are dude mm-hmm. the cast in this fucking michael oh, keaton man. is batman that was like one of my main notes is like uh christian bale i love christian bale and almost everything you know there's so many of his movies mm-hmm. so so good but like michael keaton is just kind of like the oh. the look of him he's just the guy it like it just works so well and in this movie he's even more kind of understated and like you were saying I, I you made that point about him not actually having that much screen time because they develop the cast mm-hmm. so well with like Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. Danny DeVito even Christopher Walken's character take me not my <laughs> son <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's sex so, yeah <laughs> there's there's all this time spent developing the world and the secondary characters the cast in this is fucking amazing yeah. So, uh, backtrack a little bit. Can you give us a quick rundown of the plot? Did we yeah. not do that? Oh, yeah. So, um, Batman returns. Um, he does. So, Michael Keaton <laughs> uh, is back as Batman uh, and Bruce Wayne or whatever. Um, Alfred Pennyworth, Michael Go. I love that guy. He's he, back. He was that character in all four movies. Yeah. He was like the Even only the, constant oh, in right. uh, all four of them. Christopher Walken is is in this, and he plays almost like a uh, uh, Donald Trump's dad kind of father <laughs> yeah. Trump uh, real estate. He's like a real estate or power mogul or yeah, something like Matt that. Shrek. Uh-huh. Yeah, Max Shrek, and uh, <laughs> he has a son who's a who seems a lot like Donald. Yeah, he's Don Jr. Me. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Michelle Pfeiffer just amazing in this she's Catwoman. there so and then danny devito of course is penguin rudy giuliani basically it's christmas in gotham city uh we're introduced early on to this shot you were talking about where there's this deformed there's this baby that's born with a lot of defects that the parents abandon and it uh-huh. and we see they're this, like affluent millionaire it seems parents. like they have money and yeah. they they abandon their child into like a local kind of stream and then it, that that uh kind of carriage or whatever goes into the sewer we're kind of introduced to penguin that way yeah uh-huh. and he wants his um he wants to know who his parents are and and that's like one of the best elements of the movie is basically penguin is like a very human kind of character but he just never gets the love and kind mm-hmm. of affection he like wants so he's kind of after his uh he wants to know what his story is and where he comes from mm-hmm. and stuff and then um selena kyle or catwoman's character she is um similar in a way and but she's basically the personal assistant to christopher walken's character yeah but basically this is kind of penguin's movie to me and it's about him kind of looking for acceptance in this world and in the in in his own way creating all this havoc and and uh michael (laughs) keaton kind of having to deal with yeah yeah Man, yeah, well, how, how I, else would you sum I, this up? I think that's perfect. I, Is that all right? I think so. I had a great time watching this last I night. I love this movie. Dude. I hadn't seen it in a while, and I, it was really good to revisit it after all these years. Um, it's not really something I've thought about in a while, but um, man, the effects, the use of like miniatures for like the, the Gotham sets. City shots, mm. the sets. The car is fucking awesome. The duck mobile. His, yeah, his suit. That's, or like that's, that when he has the, wing, the retractable wings that come out, uh-huh. like the bat ones, those are awesome. Like the costume design's really dialed in. Uh-huh. To me, it, it hits on like every level. Every level. The, the mood and the aesthetic and the tone of the movie, just from bar one, mm-hmm. is darker, um, more um, like haunting and kind of, and like 
beautiful in a way than yeah. the first movie. It's like a lot of the movie is like a grayish black kind of a, mm-hmm. a, everything is kind of like muted. But then when there is color in this, like sometimes in Michelle Pfeiffer's eyes or like the penguins yeah. layer in the water, it's like when there is color, it's like so gorgeous because it's all on film. It yeah, just really looks vibrant. so good. And But uh, I loved that element of the movie, the tone and the way that the photography kind of creates this world that's kind of drab and like dreary, but still kind of like, uh, it's still interesting. It doesn't, it's not over the top where you like kind of lose. Yeah. It's not too much. It's just like right. this perfect blend of yeah. like a uh, world that he's really established. Yeah. Uh, Gotham city as, or whatever, you know what I mean? It's almost like a character in the film. It's like a huge element yeah. to me is the, yeah, is absolutely. the overall tone. And that's something I feel like they didn't focus enough on in the remakes. Like maybe in uh, dark Knight rises, you know, they've got like the crime element, but by the third Christopher Nolan, Batman, you yeah. like forget he's even in Gotham City. Like they barely refer to it. Or there's some cops in the sewer or something. But yeah. this one, like you're reminded constantly that you're in this universe, and it's like really, really um, unique looking. You know, from the second you see it, that's Gotham City. It yeah. feels that's... it feels like Gotham City. Whereas right. in a lot of, I mean, in the later movies and the movies that have come out over the last whatever ten years, it seems like it's. It feels like New York or Chicago to me. Yeah, it could be anywhere. I mean, it, it just looks like... I mean, this feels... When I think of Gotham City, this is what I see. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's over the top, but like in the best way. Tim, yeah, yeah. Dude, it, it, it's like this wheelhouse for Tim Burton where he just... It's like this magical thing that used to happen in filmmaking when like a film studio would actually give the perfect property to like this quirky... Yeah. Why would you, you know, like as a movie executive or whatever, for his, it's, this to be his third film or, or the first one to be his third film or whatever, it's just such a weird, like foreign concept now. Like there's just not that many directors well, who get to just make the movie they want to make. And it's kind of perfect for him. And that's what I was trying to say is like it, Gotham is looks that way and feels that way because it's like it, uh, the Tim Burton aesthetic lends itself so well to this kind yeah, of... Yeah, they, they're really married, like, because they, they use the same basic designs even after they got rid of Tim Burton. They're like, they basically took, like, his, his world, yeah, and just put in different actors and, made it and worse, stuff, different yeah. director. Clooney, but, uh, <laughs> Well, uh, you talked a bit about Danny DeVito, which Danny DeVito, honestly... This is his movie, man. Yeah, he steals the show. More so than Michael Keaton, and I love Michael Keaton Batman. I, I still think he's my favorite just because... I agree. He's not over the top muscular. He doesn't. He's not a fucking tai chi fighter that that <laughs> trained with uh, Liam Neeson on a mountain. He's just like regular billionaire guy. There's a mysterious he, element to it. Yeah, he's and I like that. Like you really don't know, like exactly what. Him. Yeah, he's very mysterious. He doesn't really even talk that much. He's kind of yeah. more just like understated, this, muted. And I think that's perfect for Batman. I don't think he should be like an ultra muscular Ben Affleck or Christian Bale. Like, I the, I really didn't like the Christian Bale like Batmobile that much because it looked like a Humvee or like, like some kind of military something. vehicle. Uh-huh. This one is just like so classic sick. Batman mm-hmm. in like so many ways. It's the like, so fire, iconic. The fire coming out of the tailpipe and stuff, yeah. and this like circular or like the wings. Tailpipe. I know they serve no practical purpose, but they look cool. <laughs> or like the bat, the yellow yeah. bat symbol on his chest, yeah. like. Yes, it's comic booky, but it just like looks right to me. I mean, I, I like the fact that the Batmobile had the capability of doing these things. That it, it did everything. He yeah, needed like it, to it, yeah. Do. Anytime he needs something to shoot out of the side to knock some cars out of the way or whatever, it's there. It's ready and it's. There's primed. like a switch for that too. It's like yeah. it says like. There's a toggle. Yeah, it's got a lot of toggles. And he knows exactly which one every time. It's yeah. like the one in a million toggle, but he knows. I mean, like that, that's one. that's the crazy thing though, is because you have to. I mean, obviously, that's not something that you could ever imagine being a realistic sort of thing. But I don't even care that it's not a realistic thing. Yeah. Whereas with Christmas on the Square, right. I could not get to that point where it's like, I mean, even though this is not believable that, hey, there's a motorcycle on the side of his vehicle. If he hits this toggle, <laughs> he's going to shoot something out. It's going to mess this motorcycle. It just happens but, to be the perfect in, thing. We're invested in the rules of the world, though. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Rules we, are very important for movies. It is fantastical, but we've established that in yeah. a way that actually... Um, it works for the movie and you just kind of suspend that disbelief versus yeah. yeah i think you're right that like 
lesser movies just kind of maybe bite off too much in the right. case of the other movie or where it's like you've kind s- of hard to identify where this is more simple more just like that part of it you just kind of are like yeah that's badass he has all these little toggles and, yeah. <laughs> and little gadgets and, and anything you can he think need, of he needs you know? to get into this little tiny area so he's gonna jettison <laughs> Shed the size half of the car, car half dude of the my, my friend like dude. growing up my friend had that toy like from the movie it's so and sick. it was so sick like the the sides came off uh-huh. and it would turn into the skinny batmobile and then you would reattach them and it'd be like the full batmobile it was like a really cool toy it was like probably like a foot and a half long like yeah it was it was badass i mean it's just amazing to me that none of that like i'm very i get bothered by things like that in a lot of movies and like, i didn't get i like don't did, feel bothered did batman by go back and get the two yeah, missing like, what parts he do for his car to put it parts. back together <laughs> like, i mean they slammed that. into the wall or whatever and probably got destroyed but, like, but it's like i don't even gotham care. Uh, and i think that goes back to what john's what? talking about like gotham city's like setting is already like fantastical so you're yeah. like transported into this world you it know is it's a comic book movie yeah you know, you know it, it's not like it's the best version of that you right know? it's everything's heightened you know it's not where we live it's like right. oh this seedy underbelly and this dirty gritty crime sewer people and then batman the it's understated that can, like, and fantastical cool at the same time yeah the, yeah they just did a but great the ba- job the balance is up. perfect and i think i think it's a really hard fine-tuned uh balance to have where you can have like kind of comedic elements or like really yep. over the top visuals and like really really dark gothic like kind of german expressionist almost like Uh imagery but then pull it all off on the same time yeah some of my favorite bits of this dude penguin throughout but there's this scene there toward the end where danny devito's giving the speech in front of all the penguins and he's like trying to inspire them to (laughs) like like army war because he's been humiliated he's just been absolutely humiliated in front of gotham and exposed for kind of being this like piece of shit or whatever so he wants revenge and he's just like do not be afraid he's like (laughs) it's like kind of like a this is our time you know and all the little penguins just one by one like jump into the water (laughs) and they have these little like attachments to their backs but there's just so many little things like that that feel so physical and practical Mm. they're not cgi and it just creates this kind of like atmosphere in the movie that I, like that's and some of we my were talking bits. about that a little bit earlier they're like real penguins they used hundreds yeah. of actual real animals too so it's not like something you'd see now with like cgi aliens and a big laser in the sky it's like this is a pretty dialed in like small scale story but what's bigger scale is like the universe that it's in and the way they're executing it makes gives it a larger scale if anything versus like so like the iron man costume or whatever it's like almost like what cgi what's not this is like danny devito's physical form is much larger it's so repulsive more repulsive the makeup the black like goo blood news. goo that he, from the things that he's eating and stuff it's just it it's so visceral in that way and it kind of um yeah i think it makes you appreciate the world for what it is and suspend your disbelief and just have more fun with it you know well, and I think versus being more critical of it, and even if you wanted to be critical of it, the movie itself is actually so good oh, yeah. Yeah. that it's like, no, it's I, I awesome. think when you pay more attention to like the universe that you're building, uh, you don't always have to have a giant laser in the sky like the end of every Marvel movie or like aliens or Thanos, or we got to travel in time and do all that. It can be like really simple. Like not that this guy is a criminal and he's trying to run for (laughs) mayor to get more power. And Batman's like, Hey, that's fucked up. I'm going to fight him. (laughs) You know, like it's small scale, but it feels big because this world is like really so developed and he develops the character. You say that, but imagine if at the end of this movie, there was a laser beam from the sky. Oh so, my god! Think about that. Um, we haven't talked that much about Michelle Pfeiffer, but yeah, her, she's incredible. Too. I think she's the best Catwoman. She steals the show ever. in a way too. Yeah, dude, she really does, and they they balance that so well too. Because to me, like her chemistry with Michael Keaton is honestly like, like really half. believable. Yeah, yeah, it's like half so. the movie too, That's and like, it doesn't feel that forced. Like the Anne Hathaway. And, and I don't want to, you know, totally compare this movie to, like, the Christopher Nolan ones. It's hard not to in a... In yeah, a but, like, the Anne Hathaway and, like, um... Christian Bale. Uh, Christian Bale thing, like, didn't hit nearly as hard as, like, just their no. few scenes together. Like, there's this... 100%. ...really yeah. overt sexual tension, and, like, you can... <laughs> even when I was a kid, I remember thinking, like, 
Like, damn, like, Cat, you know, Catwoman's wearing, like, this fucking S&M leather <laughs> yeah. bondage thing. And, like, <laughs> like just the way she moves and, very like, sexy, her presence yeah. is very dominant. And, like, she's, like, li- she, like, licks herself and she I licks mean, Batman's face yeah. and stuff. And I remember being a kid being, like, whoa, like, whoa. No. Like, <laughs> I remember thinking oh, that, like, watching man. this, like, when, <laughs> when I was probably, like, six or seven. But, like, it works really well. It works really well. Like, yeah. And no, when you that's contrast a huge part that, of the well, feel of the movie. Yeah. yeah, and then what? I mean, comparing that with like the Anne Hathaway Catwoman, where like I'm a jewelry thief and I steal jewels. Yeah, where's the attraction? I think there's. there's I mean, it's there's, there's something this cat and mouse game here that like you you're really invested in. Yeah. Where they're like dancing at the party. Like you want these characters to be together. You want them to like yeah. find this like. I feel like the feeling space. of the characters is completely different to me when I think about yeah, absolutely Christian Bale and Anne Hathaway. When I think of Anne Hathaway and when the way she talks and the way she is, to me it. it the, the connection there is much different than the way that these two people yeah. connect. Th- that's what the one of the best parts of the movie is the humanity of the characters. Like that Penguin is still just really trying to get to his family or that Catwoman has been kind of dejected and just kind of shit on in so many ways. So she's tr- really just wanting revenge on this guy. She who's creates like, this persona to like take on escape. the people that have like wronged her in a way or yeah. like esca- yeah, escape because, from her life. Yeah, her helplessness before kind of she she finds herself in this position where the only way she can kind of take her power back is to like dominate yeah. this other man or whatever who was like shitting on her. It's like they really develop the humanity of those characters and there's a uh, what I was trying to say is that there's a like an empathy or whatever between his character and hers because they both kind of put on the masks for their own reasons yeah. and, and will she kind of stop for him or you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes you invested in it in a way yeah. because they both have something to like lose and they kind of find out about each other or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I always uh, at the end like wanted him to get together. Because I, I feel like the characters are strong enough to where you like actually yeah. want that. And that yeah. doesn't happen very much in superhero movies. But it also doesn't happen that much in like even like regular like normal regular right. movies. This and, is uh, a really well done movie. I don't know how much more like to me the Dark Knight is probably the best superhero movie you could really make. This yeah. is um right right behind that to me. And I don't think the Dark Knight happens without this. So maybe it's better even in certain ways, you know, or more important. They took more of a chance at the time. This seems pretty risky yeah. just as a proposition like let's go even more dark, even more kind of repulsive and there's this body horror element to the movie yeah. and, and then like, we're going to have a Kenner toys line for kids and McDonald's <laughs> is going to sell happy meals. Like there was a lot on the line. Yeah. There was millions yeah. and millions of it's dollars a on the line. Blockbuster franchise. This is yeah. the third uh, highest grossing movie of that year. It That's came out I mean, the same you year. Said, as, you said it was 18 million to make and it's it made 160 million. It's incredible. Yeah. And this came out the same year as Terminator 2, which yeah. at that time was, was the, the Guinness. Pinnacle. That yeah. was the Guinness Book of World Records Most highest expensive. grossing movie uh, until Titanic. Mm. So, I mean, it was a big year. Yeah. That's a big year for movies. It's that, crazy. I think that you're right that they're just a couple movies of that year or whatever that feel like this time. This is one of those movies. Oh, yeah. You know, that really sure. uh, is like a movie of that time. How would you rate this? I would say I'm going to go for it four and a half because i've seen this like three times now i still love it i would watch it again recommend it again and i think a lot of movies that we see now don't get made without it how would you what would you uh i would uh i think 4.5 is actually pretty perfect i think maybe uh me and john get a bad rap because we're not super (laughs) superhero movies and I don't want to give the impression that we just absolutely hate any of like those those characters or the franchises or whatever. But to me, I don't like new comic book movies because I grew up where like Batman Returns and Ninja Turtles were like the status uh-huh. quo. Like the first Ninja Turtles were like status quo for comic book movies, and they were darker and they were more serious, and they like treated their audience like they were adults, adults. even if you're a kid. Yeah. Like, when I was five years old watching Ninja Turtles and they're cussing and using swords and stuff, it, like, felt awesome. Like, oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah. these are real-life Ninja Turtles. They're actually real. And, like, Batman, same thing. Like, like this movie has some dark stuff. Like, where yeah. Catwoman, like, tic-tac-toes on that guy's face and, like, scratches that, his face that all That kid had a very and... serious problem with that moment in that interview. <laughs> he did not like that. And the, the taser thing with Christopher Walken where they, like, burn him up. Mm-hmm. She burns him up with a taser and... 
The penguin's so gross and yeah. repulsive, just oozing ba- black liquid out of his face. And like, eating fish heads. That eating fish raw heart fish. Was disgusting, just, dude. <laughs> he has like these really <laughs> awesome like noise. He's just like snarling the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's it, no, but, it's it's perfectly done. But I I don't like the current day comic book movies because they look too pristine, too clean. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see CGI. Fucking Josh Brolin is a purple space <laughs> it alien. It seems sanitized. Yeah, and it's so corporate. Like you, I yeah. know there's these corporate huge big big table meetings where they're like, "Whoa, kids like Iron Man having three different costumes, so we could sell lots of different toys of him in different suits. So you got to have that." And Spider Man's got to have a cameo. Now Pepper and, can be the Iron Man. Yeah, she's a, she's one too, and Don Cheadle, and like you know, like it, they seem so they seem so calculated, but this is just like it's. T- Tim Burton's thing so out there. It's Danny DeVito's movie and 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 Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, to me, those two and then yeah. Yeah, that, that it's really like the perfect. Uh, yeah, not really man. a trifecta. It's like a quadfecta. Everything Michael coming Keaton. together to make yeah. this just exceptional. What would you? I you? y'all hit the the nail on the head. I was gonna go for four and a half. I like it. One. So I, I would think, yeah, that. like, yeah. It's near, it's near perfect for a comic book movie. It's, it's legit, dude. I and mean, it is a Christmas movie. It's Christmas time in the movie. There's Christmas trees all over. Christmas Merry Christmas! Lights. It keeps coming up. They yeah. so go to a Christmas party. Even. Feel free to throw this one on instead of uh, like a Christmas Dolly Carol Parton. or something. Dolly Parton, <laughs> Christmas in the square. Christmas in the square. <laughs> the vibrato on her voice in that movie was just kind of a yeah. little bit. Uh, Don't. Do you think uh, Hobo Dolly Parton would ever get so down on her luck that she would become <laughs> a Gotham City villain? She'd, she'd move from we the small town dream. to the big city. She, she, I wonder what that movie would have looked like if Tim Burton had directed it. Oh, my God. It might be awesome. <laughs> recent, recent Tim Burton. I don't know. You might convince him. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like it is, he's willing to kind of... Um, John, John, he's taking some, some, yeah, risks. some creative liberties as of late <laughs> with a lot of, like, magic you know almost magical moments in movie history it seems like i'll just remake that and it's like yeah maybe maybe don't we were talking about that a little bit earlier like he really fell from grace a little bit man yeah because edward scissorhands is fucking amazing yeah that came out right that came out right before the first batman i think so it was uh no 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 i think maybe in between the two but Edward He's made some incredible awesome. movies, yeah. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, both of the Batman movies. Uh, dude, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. I mean, he's done some amazing work. Some ridiculous stuff, dude. Beetlejuice but, was amazing. But doing, or even Ed Wood. Mars Attacks. I love that movie. Uh, it's yeah, so, like, strange too. and just kind of, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not Citizen Kane, but uh, it, it Mars is, Attacks, it has some charm. Though. Have you ever seen Ed Wood? I've never seen. I've not it. seen that, dude. It's really good. Johnny Depp plays Ed Wood, and it's about kind of the making of uh, Planet Nine from Outer Space. But huh. then you get into or this, Planet Nine from Outer Space. I mean, you get into this Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, kind of wait, right wait, around when did, the, when did these it go early two thousands. Look, it's Planet of the Apes. That was fucking trash. Charlie dude, and the Chocolate Factory was trash. They were generous with that. It says eighty three percent. That's unbelievable. For char- for what? For Charlie and the Chocolate oh, Factory. That movie God. was no, rubbish. no, 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 no. Uh, oh damn, yeah. I Look was at that audience score. Look at that. Uh, Alice in Wonderland just looked like absolute dog shit. I uh, think I saw that, and it was dog. Shit. Dark Shadows, terrible. Big Eyes was actually pretty good. That one was good. It's kind it of was. like oh, I'm back. Um, and then he made Dumbo. I didn't see that one. Yeah, he I didn't was, see he it. He was a Dumbo for making that one. <laughs> but he did he, he did bring Danny DeVito back for that one. So. Really? Yeah, he's in it. Ugh. Well, forty six percent. We're gonna so. sell an elephant. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I like it's hard to watch Danny DeVito without like thinking of uh uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia because he embodies that like gross role like so well. <laughs> but the penguin is just like he was made. He was to play that character. Yeah. He was made for that character. So, so where where do we end up? So don't see uh, don't see Christmas in the square. Yeah, maybe miss that one. Or if you really are a sucker for for punishment, maybe 
Yeah, if, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I tried <laughs> to offer. To... I tried to offer some of my friends money to watch it just to like cause them physical pain. But They're like, no, they, they didn't. They yeah. didn't go for it. We're well, the only suckers. That settles you know? that. <laughs> that settles that. Just pass on that one. We did Krampus, which was fun. I'd say definitely. I, check I would Krampus check that out. out. I would check that out. And then Especially Batman if you've Returns. Never heard of it. Batman Returns. You got to check this. I'm glad you recommended HBO Batman Max. Returns because I I wouldn't have uh, thought of it as a Christmas movie, and it had been a long time since I'd seen it. I'm really, really glad I rewatched it. Yeah, me too. It's awesome. It's been yeah. too long. Um, so yeah, y'all get out there, go to the movies. Philip, thank you for coming. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Woo! This Always is a good. Pleasure. Uh, this is John. This is Sean. This is Philip. <laughs> this, this is, is movie, movie night. Christmas movie night. <laughs> <John and Sean. laughs>